Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, Guy. How are you? Hi, Richard. Um, I've been better. Um, that is a, that's a Sunday name, that, Richard. <laughs> Which is quite fitting, because for the first time ever on the Rick Shields podcast, we're actually filming this, recording it on a Sunday night, ready to go out Monday morning, because we're hoping to get out on the golf course and film tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it's a Sunday afternoon, It's uh, it's been a busy weekend for me with the kids. I've heard you've done a little bit of practice, Guy. What's this about? So, um, well, we'll come on to that in a minute, because I have been practicing. But the first thing I want to get off my chest, Rick, is you'll remember and listeners will remember at the start of the last podcast i explained how i had a dream to join the nba and join chicago bulls okay. you remember that don't I you i remember that vividly yeah that that ship sailed no longer do i want to be in the nba oh, wow i've realized it's not for me <laughs> it was a short-lived affair while i watched the michael jordan documentary and I've now got a new career path, Rick, that I want to follow that I think I should break to you at the start of this episode. Go on, what are you doing? So, um, as you will, um, again, as you know, and the listeners may remember, um, last week should have been my wedding day. And obviously, it couldn't go ahead. So, the place where I got engaged, uh, Castle Howard in York, lovely kind of grand estate or whatever. It, I don't really know how to explain it, but a lovely place anyway. They allowed us to go, as you, again, you know this, and they said we could go, we could spend the day there and have the whole place for ourselves. At this point, it wasn't open to the public. The only caveat was they wanted to um, take pictures of me and Abby and put them on their social media. The post went down well. The post had over a thousand likes. So I've now decided, Rick, I'm going to break it to you live. I want to become a social media influencer. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's my career path. Well, there you go. It's an exclusive. Uh, they were very nice pictures, to be fair. I did, they I weren't did, bad. I did catch them. The grounds where, where they are is amazing. And like you say, you had an unbelievable day last Saturday. It was too hot, as, as anybody mm. would know, for a wedding. Um, <laughs> on the flip side, imagine if it was this weekend. Like The weather's been horrendous. It has been, but yeah, your uh, your pictures, you and your, your lovely fiance Abby looked absolutely gorgeous in the grounds there. I thought you uh, you definitely showcased the facility. And again, I yep. feel like you're going to break it. Keep to me. talking. I feel like you're going <laughs> to break it to me at some point and say, "Oh, yeah, to get the grounds opened, we had to arrange to have a a, a ten video 
um, demonstration of the, gra- or, you know, showcasing of Castle Stewart on the main YouTube channel. Let's not get carried away. All I'm going to say is keep your eyes and ears peeled for the new Castle Howard podcast coming to your favourite podcast platforms very, very soon. (laughs) It was good, yeah. So I got a thirst, I got a hunger for the likes. I can see why you enjoy it, Rick. I got that. Well, I didn't get, but the post got over a thousand likes and it was a real hit of dopamine and adrenaline, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> welcome to my world <laughs> i love it um well yeah i mean i mean it's uh another good week on the youtube front in fact i'm not i'm saying another good week <clears throat> i think that's playing it down it's actually been our best week ever on youtube ever 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 mm. in the last seven days we've had over three million views solely on the youtube channel with a with a gaining followers of like nearly thirty thousand new subscribers, where the hell have you all been? But either way, thanks so much for subscribing. And if you are then finding the YouTube channel, finding the Facebook page, finding the Facebook group, finding the podcast, and you, you've managed to get yourself here, well, welcome. Uh, it's nice to have you. And like I say, it's it's crazy. I mean, this idea we've I always have this number in my mind. There's twenty five million. No, that's a long that's the wrong number. Sixty million golfers in the world that play golf. <clears throat> and currently we are fast approaching a million subscribers we're now on 920 odd thousand subscribers right now and uh at this rate we're going to be hitting a million subscribers by probably july august maybe i think there's a website online that predicts and it said end of september but it's obviously gaining a lot of momentum right now and like you said it could be august it could be july End of June's not really a possibility, but why not? If you listen to this podcast and you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, do it. That was the one thing that surprised me the most. How many people said they subscribed? They've watched for years and didn't realise they didn't subscribe. Like, I didn't realise how many people are in that situation. That is the downside with YouTube, that ultimately you can... Well, that's not a downside, it's a good thing. You can watch a channel without being subscribed. So I bet there's people, again, listen to this podcast who watch every video but don't subscribe. So show your support and subscribe. And also, if you listen to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. Because if you subscribe to the podcast and you email us, you could well become a listener of the week. And this week, Rick, we have got a jam-packed episode. Arguably too packed. Arguably too good. Um, People (laughs) are going to listen to this on the run. It's going to be that good of a podcast. They're going to start running too fast, burning out too quickly. I've done that before. Three kilometers in, I had to quit. Okay. (laughs) Um, We have got a few things coming up. We've got Lister of the Week. We've actually got two really good emails we're going to read out. We have got a Nightmare Golf Shop, which is a really good one. We have got a couple of weird golf habits. And also a little bit of following up from last week on a few of the topics we talked about. So I think today is... What episode is this, 25? It's in the 20s, yeah. I think No, I think we've if done this, 25. I think this is 26. If this isn't the best podcast we've ever made today... Everyone listening can have the money back. Okay. How's that sound? That's fine by me, yeah. Everybody <laughs> can have... <laughs> people start invoicing us for an hour of their time <laughs> to listen to yeah. the podcast. Um, well, <clears throat> one thing that I wanted to get onto, and, and I'm glad we've got all those points to come up, which is exciting. Ha- question for you. How much have you missed professional golf? Like, the last professional golf now, tournament golf, that we were, were put in front of was the PJ uh, not the, the players championship they play, I think they played the Thursday all the way back in March and obviously the Friday got cancelled and we've had no golf since that bar these little exhibition matches how much 
professional golf i know you're different uh, i'd like you to ask the same question to me how much professional golf have you missed um i think i've said this but well i've said this before on the podcast and people who are listening might hate me for this but i don't watch that much golf typically so i'm not the kind of person who will sit down a thursday night put the uspj or uh, pj tour on in the us and watch it thursday through to sunday that's just not me However, I will watch every major. I'll watch the TPC, etc. Any of the playoffs towards the end of the season. Anything where Tiger's doing well. Um, if Rory's doing really well, like watching Rory or Brooks. So I'm kind of a casual when it comes to watching golf. Yeah. However, I am. I've missed the Masters big time, and I am gutted that I'm not going to be able to go to the Open. So, have I missed it? Not that much, but on the flip side, I am looking forward to the golf coming back. Yeah, I, I've I definitely miss the Masters. I, you know, the more I think about it, I know it's going to happen at the end of the, of the year, and and um, it's going to be a very different one, a very special Masters with it being at that time of year. The golf course is going to be yeah. totally different. But right now, I think we would have had the the US PGA, the US Open would have been this month, and then the Open would have been in July. Um, July, you know, the Open has been cancelled, you know, postponed to next year. Um, I can't quite remember if the US Open and the USPJ are going to happen this year. I can't quite remember. But it's it's one of those things that all the other tournaments, I don't know if I've been that bothered. Like, I've enjoyed these little exhibition matches. You know what? I enjoyed them more than I thought I was going to do. Um, just little glimpses of the golf, little... I mean, I, I, there was a, a mad one on social media this uh weekend and i don't really want to promote the the company because it's a gambling company but it had a load of golf professionals in it and also um celebrities of more like uk england fame um some other sports people famous footballers and they had loads of challenges around centurion golf club i thought that was good <clears throat> wasn't it good i really and i uh, it was on twitter live streamed i presume yeah. it was probably everywhere and i dipped in and out on friday um and I saw the Tommy Bunker shot that he puts to 50 that. centimetres. That was so good. I watched a bit on catch-up later on, on bits on social. I know Carly obviously played. Um, and I thought it was... I think sometimes, I've said this to you before, the best like challenges in golf are the ones that are so simple. Yeah. And I noticed they had like a chipping into a bucket challenge, a 70-yard bunker challenge, bits like that. That is what sometimes is the best in golf. When you go to the driving range with a friend, and we've done this before, sometimes the best challenges are who can chip it into that 15-yard yeah. bunker or... Uh, bucket of whatever it might be the very and that's kind of what like, this one was at the very moorish challenges like you want more of it yeah. like and also to some degree it's achievable by all like any mm-hmm. golfer in the world can chip into a bucket from 50 yards away or however far away it probably wasn't that far but like and that's quite appealing because you, you're watching these fantastic players going i can do that and it was just i don't know like i say the company is a gambling company, and I, you know we're not here to promote it so much. But I thought the concept was really good. You had like Tommy Fleetwood, Thomas Bjorn, Paul McGinley, um, Beef Johnson. I'm trying to think of a uh, Carly Booth, and then so, like celebrities like Piers Morgan, who was kind of playing this pantomime character, which he always mm-hmm. kind of does. Freddie Flintoff, ex cricketer, Harry Kane, England footballer and Tottenham footballer, uh, Peter Crouch, ex Liverpool player, and Stoke. Jamie Redknapp. Jamie Redknapp was he a Liverpool player? Yeah, yeah, Liverpool um, Spurs. Uh, I can't remember who else, but it was just like it was. It was just fun, and you had um, they had they set a world record. I I honestly think we could beat that world record. Did you see it? What? No. 
Can't quite remember the length. Don't quote me on it. It was something like a putt from, let's say, 15 foot. And they had a minute to hold as many as they could. And I think the current record was like 14 in a minute. And Tommy Fleetwood stood up there and did 15 in a minute. And Paul McGinley stood up there and did 20 in a minute. And so Tommy Fleetwood said... And that was, that's like so that's a world record. record. There was world record adjudicators there. And straight away, they got a world record. The only thing with that, though, is 20 in a minute, if my maths is correct, which it is, I think, is one every three seconds. So they must be hitting a new putt while the last one's still rolling. So the, the, as they started to... More and more players that did it they started to work out a bit of a technique. So Paul McGinley and Tommy Fleet would actually line the golf balls up as many as, many as they could that were in line with the 15-foot uh, marker. It was about 15 foot. And basically, yeah, just went hit, 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 hit. And there was a guy next to the hole taking the ball out so they wouldn't get hit by the other one. Um, <clears throat> and then once they got into a rhythm, like say, they weren't almost looking at it going in. They were just like hitting, 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 hitting. I just thought it was a very, like achievable world record i feel like i could do i i would love some world records so that's a job for tomorrow then you've got to try and hold 21 15 foot putts in 60 seconds because it's easy (laughs) (laughs) i think i could have done 15 but maybe not 21 but like i just thought like anyway it was good but yeah i'm hoping i don't know what professional golf I, i think i've just missed the majors i've missed tiger like I said, we saw a glimpse of Tiger a couple of weeks ago in that exhibition match. I'm looking forward to seeing him come back again. Um, but apart from that, like this was cl- quite cool yesterday. I don't know if you, you probably wouldn't have caught it because it was quite late. Claude Hardman, um, <clears throat> Brooks Kepka's coach, went live on Instagram as Brooks Kepka was doing a practice round around the, the venue they're at now. I think it was in Nelson. And um, it was just phenomenal. Like, like as in... Six foot away from Brooks Kepka watching him practice, chatting to him, and it was just really engaging. I really enjoyed it. Like it showed a very different side to him. He's so quick when he practices, like no hesitation whatsoever. I could imagine that compared to Bryson DeChambeau to be totally different. Yeah. But no, it's fun. Like I say, I have I've missed the majors. I just wouldn't say I've missed week in week out golf. No, um. Maybe going forward, I feel like after this, I might try and keep my eye on more golf and watch more. Having said that, in reality, I might do that for a week and then just fall off. Have you watched the Tiger documentary yet that came out on Friday? I've got to be honest, I got the link early. I actually got sent the video via Sky early and I've not actually sat down and watched it yet. Tell me about it, Guy. Um, So, obviously, it had been promoted that this documentary was coming out on friday on sky documentaries at 9 p.m so i thought right obviously that's a bit of me couldn't be any more me documentary is a big tick for me tiger Woods is a big tick for me nine o'clock is a big tick yeah, for it's me it's a good time for you that, yeah, it's getting, good time it's, for you that isn't it? and i'm normally in bed for 10 this was two hours long so it got me in bed at quarter past 11 so that was doable so <laughs> first of all out of 10 i'm gonna give it a, a six and a half okay to be honest with you what what did you so enjoy about improvement. it? I enjoyed anything Tiger. I enjoy so obviously, um, a two hour long documentary is full of Tiger Woods. It was essentially a story of his. Well, I thought with it being called Back, it was going to be a big story of his fall from grace and then kind of coming back to winning the Masters, which it was to some degree. But the narrative throughout it was really 1997 and then the 2019 Masters. So it kind of kept cutting back and two. The kind of the only problem with it was 
most, well, all of the footage was from either last year, which I can still remember so clearly. So it was nice to see it again, but not quite documentary worthy. The 97 footage was nice to kind of rewatch. But again, it's so iconic. I've seen a lot of it before. Was it, a was lot it of effectively times. Sky Sports footage? Yes. And then they had new interviews, but the new interviews, as good as they were, were with one of his good friends and obviously PJ Tour, ex player, no to be gay. Uh, Nick Faldo, again, Masters winner, really big name. Um, Butch Harmon, obviously his old coach, and Claude Harmon's daddy just mentioned. And then, um, oh, I can't remember his name now, a really famous um, commentator. I can't remember. But it was good. It was great to hear their thoughts. But there was no behind-the-scenes footage. There was no... American um, commentator. Like Scottish, so neither. I can't oh. think of his name. You and Murray. You and yeah, I'm Murray. sure it was you and Murray. I think it was you and Murray. It might be wrong, but I think it was you and Murray. I can't just the name slip my mind. Um, but there was no footage from like his family. There was no behind the scenes footage. The Tiger feature it was in you. It. Tiger wasn't in it, obviously, other than all the footage. He didn't. So it kind of didn't really give you much of an insight behind. Would you, you know, describe no... it less of a documentary, more of a highlight reel? Essentially, yeah. Because I thought with it being this documentary that was. Sky really bigging up that when he'd won the Masters that there was going to be some footage of him inside the clubhouse or at home or there was none of that. Yeah, like him so putting it's on his green jacket with his kids around or things like that. Yeah, That's what you want to see, there it? wasn't really. The only thing that was really good, and although I've seen it before, it kind of brought it all back to me, is it showed his 97 Masters win when he came off the green, he hugged his dad Earl and he embraced for like 30 seconds. It was like really long and it was really meaningful. I think at the time his dad had just come back from a heart operation, so it was really, it was his first Masters win, obviously. It was really iconic. And then last year, almost in the exact same spot, literally the exact same, his footprints could almost be there, it was when he hugged his son. Yeah, that was classic. So it was like the circle of life. It was like obviously sad that his father's passed away, but so iconic that his, his young son was there to see him win. And then his son's face was, I think, it, I always get the look, because one's Sam and one's Charlie. Yeah, and Sam one's is, a boy, Sam one's a girl. girl. And Charlie is the boy. Right, okay, because they both kind of could be either way. Yeah, they're, they're, Sam quite, and Charlie. they're quite uh, gender-neutral like unis- names. Yeah, exactly. Um... So we said it was Charlie was walking up with him and his face, because he's probably about eight or nine, I don't know, but he's, he's old enough to know what's going on. And his face was absolutely beaming. He was so chuffed. And that was really good. Now, obviously, I'd seen that last year, but watching it back and kind of focus on it more was, was really good. So it's definitely worth watching. I would watch it. It's when you've got a couple of hours to yourself, put it on. You'll feel inspired. But it's just not quite what I was expecting. And I yeah. think the Michael Jordan documentary is that good that I have my hopes a little bit too high. I think that some point though, well, it depends. I think that the the Michael Jordan documentary is so good because they took the punt to film all that behind the scenes footage all those years ago. Yeah, like that is like unless somebody's been doing that for Tiger in the background for the last twenty years, like you are probably not going to see that much that's different. You know, True. He, he does live a very private life, and, and as much as you be able to get his insight at certain times, he, it's not his live reaction, is it? Like it's not his live, no. uh, you know, and the way his emotion and captivates that. It'll be his memory of that situation that he's trying to relay again, and that's that's probably a lot harder. Um, I mean, uh, who, who else? So like Robbie Williams, when I play golf with him, he had a videographer there. Video, video, videoing everything, literally everything. And I kind of said to him, "What, what's all this for? And he said, if I'm honest, it's just to document my life. Like, at some point, I might want to make a documentary, and then I've got all these years of footage that I can use 
And so there was no reason for it, but it but think about the Robbie Williams life story in twenty years down the line. Like that'll be as good as Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra's life story or um, you know, Tom Jones's life story or Adele's life story. Like you want to see all that. So he's kind of planning for the future. But if you're not doing that, I suppose that's quite hard then. You because you, you can't rewind time and get that footage again. Yeah, so it was it is worth watching. If anyone people might have different opinions and again, if you enjoyed it, feel free to send us an email, podcast at rickshields.com and we can read some of those out next week. Uh, yeah, next week. And it got confused then. Next week we'll read some of those out. Um it's always good to hear your thoughts. But obviously off the back of it, Rick, I was feeling inspired. Okay. And one of my good friends, John, is looking at starting golf and he's actually booked a tea time with another couple of his mates and myself for the weekend coming up. Nice. So today, which is obviously Sunday, he said um, they don't want to drive range with him. I've only ever been with him once before because I said he's not really a keen golfer. And the last time I went, obviously he watched me and he thought it was really good because he's an on-golfer. <laughs> so today I met off? him at Trafford Golf... Oh yeah, I went to Trafford Golf Centre, your old stomping ground. What was it all like? Uh, was with... it, all... it was so good. You walk in a certain way, like they've the steps that go up are kind of split up into two. So there's a right hand is for people coming in. The other side is for people coming out. Loads of hand sanitizer and stuff like that. And then obviously when you're on the range, the, the bays are that wide. It's just one bay each as normal. Yeah. But I've noticed actually, because I was thinking about it, that when you're in a bear, you are literally two and a half yeah, yeah. meters from the next person. So it's really good. Uh, and my friend's John, other friend came who I don't really know very well. Um, I started off, got the 58 out, Nike Engage 58 Rusty. Clipping a few little chips up. I felt good. I've not hit a ball since well before lockdown. So I thought, this is actually quite nice. Get the 54 out, same thing. Got my new irons out, the uh, T100s that I think I've used once when I played with you at Formby Hall. <laughs> and striping it, like really hitting it well. But my mate wasn't that impressed because he's thinking, well, it doesn't really mean a lot. Like he said, I'll get your driver, let's see your driver. So got the driver after. I should have waited a bit long. I've got 80 balls. And I think after... 15 I was onto the driver so I'd rushed it really but I was going well I'm swinging it quite nice got the driver out and then I remembered why I'm not a tour pro <laughs> and it went bad at the driving range oh it was horrendous well, that's the thing normally at the driving range I'm all right with it aren't I oh my god it was absolutely hideous it was that snap hook that you yeah. know very well yeah that's aggressive that literally it wouldn't stay on it can't stay on a golf course oh that's moving god. off the golf course so at Trafford I was stood on the right upper wing and it was essentially going to this to the chill factor skiing place. <laughs> so I don't nice. know what's wrong with me. Nice. So that's a that's a project for the next uh, few weeks. Are you bothered about w- working on it though? I, I can never quite get your vibe. Are you bothered about twenty eighteen? I really got back into my golf and got my handicap back and played comps and re- last year I did to some degree. Now I just I just want to play for fun. But that golf shot is that bad. It. It ruins just even if you're playing not bothered and with no scorecard, it's that bad of a golf shot. You can't have fun playing because you're losing balls. Um, it's, it's that infuriating. So we've got my two iron out and we're striping that. So when I play on Saturday coming up, I think I might just two iron it. Well, do you ever remember years and years and years ago? I actually gave you a golf lesson. Yeah, about grip it was. Do you remember, you remember that? Yeah, you had a really yeah. strong grip, and you had a probably a big yeah. a, an issue like that. that then you were hooking it. Yeah, but, yeah. but I, when I've seen you hit balls of late, you don't have a strong grip anymore. You just have that, as we've it's mentioned. that left leg know, hip thing. As we've mentioned on the podcast, it's that early extension of the hips and the shaft just goes up and you have to rescue it with the hands. Um, but I think we should have a look at that maybe. I'm also, I might have a little uh, dabble of a new driver this week. 
Talk to me. So after the round I had last Wednesday, and, and a lot of people saw it on YouTube, it was, a, it was a, it did really well actually. My first round back after three months, and you were there present uh, with Harry the cameraman as well. And um, <clears throat> what was quite noticeable with that round of golf, I shot level par, so uh, seventy one. I think I had four birdies and four bogeys. I think I hit maybe two fairways. <laughs> yes. But the sh- the driver wasn't bad. I wasn't hitting it ridiculously offline. I just couldn't hit a fairway to save my life. And I find that when I don't hit fairways, I just cannot get the ball close enough to the hole to make enough birdies. If mm-hmm. I can be hitting fairways, I have control of the golf ball. I can get it closer to the hole. I can make more birdies. Would you agree? I would agree. So, I've got a lot of drivers, as you know, Guy. And a lot of people yes. listening would probably know I've got a lot of drivers. So, what I've decided to do is, in the home simulator, I have hit every single current driver I have currently in in current times, 2020. <laughs> slash back current the, drivers, current correct, times. Back in the 2019. So, all your Callaways, your TaylorMade, your Mizuno drivers, your Cobra drivers, Ping drivers, Titleist drivers, Honma drivers, Cleveland drivers. And I've hit them all. And I've managed to whittle it down to three potential new drivers to go in the bag. And you know what? None of this was measured off distance. Interesting. So, I never find, and I've seen it in the test, you've seen it in the test that we've done this year on drivers... I'm seeing very, very little difference in performance benefits now with drivers, personally. I'm just seeing distance as the main criteria. There's still still Mm. little jumps now and again. You'll still spot them. But overall, current drivers are pretty much going the same distance right now if they're fitted correctly, which all all my stuff is. So I've decided to go off a different tactic. Instead of just solely distance, I've gone for a driver that does two things for me. Number one gives me confidence behind the ball. So when I stand there, I look at it and go, this driver feels like I can miss hit it and it's still going to find a fairway. It's not, I'm not looking down at it and going, yeah, I'm going to absolutely smash this 330 yards. I'm looking down at it and going, this just seems like it's going to hit the fairway without me trying. Well, you know what's weird with that? I had an M5, as you know, until recently. I've now got the Cobra SZ Extreme, both 460. The SZ Extreme behind the ball is still lovely and square, but looks massive, yeah. and I absolutely love that. So, I can hit it at the minute. Funny enough, that's what without a little sneak, little sneak teaser for the podcast listeners. That's one of the That's one of the drivers in the mix to going in my bag. Were you surprised at that? How nice that head actually is. You know what? We've hit it before, but my, well, that's it. I've just had to change my mindset of what I'm looking for in a driver. For me, mm-hmm. that's not my normal driver shape. It's too big in the head. It looks yeah. like it's a little bit too high spin, potentially. It looks a little bit too, I know it sounds ridiculous to say, almost looks too forgiving and not fast enough. It does look, it's that big, you could you could potentially think that you can't swing it fast enough because yeah. it's that big. So it, it it's lo- huge. It looks to me more like a driver that actually it is... <sighs> It's just going to pop down there. Probably not going to get maximum distance for me, but I feel like I'm going to hit the fairway. And that was shown in the initial test I did in the studio. So I've got that one and a couple of other drivers, again, in that same criteria. They're not the super low spinning monsters that I've used in the past, like the Callaway. One of my favorite drivers ever, when I was playing the most ever golf, 
when I was trying to qualify for the Open and everything else, was the Callaway Great Big Bertha epic driver. Sub-Zero, the weight at the front, 9 degree, the thing was an absolute monster. I loved the look of it, I loved the, the flight of it, distance was massive. I still didn't hit many fairways then, but it was all about just getting absolute total distance. Because I was playing a lot of golf as well, so I was finding the middle of the club pretty well. Now, because potentially I'm not playing quite as much competitive golf or golf in general, I want something that's going to give me a little bit more feedback and more forgiveness and stability in a driver head. And even if it just pops down there at a 90-odd percent, 90 percent distance for me, but it's more controllable, I'm going to take that every single day. Interestingly, though, I think that 90% for you over a round, over four rounds, over a season could actually end up further because your longer ones now in the rough, there's no run. If you can hit, especially when it's with summer, if you can hit the fairway, that's the only 90% distance. Yeah. The rollout you get. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. On average, total distance might actually be level, if yeah. not even further, potentially. And, and I know a lot of it is down to the player. Like I'm not, I'm not for one second saying that as soon as I get a new driver, I'm just going to hit every single fairway. I know a lot of it is down to me controlling my path and my face and everything else. But I just feel like at the moment I've had that F9 in the bag for a while. I do love the driver. I think it looks amazing, sounds amazing, the flight of it is amazing, the feel of it is amazing, the distance is amazing. I just do not hit enough fairways for my liking. 
So look- my only concern with this is I feel like you're you're on your way to starting to wear two gloves, graphite shafted irons, towel in your pants, <laughs> scorecard holder. And my dad a three. Well, do you want to do you want to know what's? <laughs> this is awful. I'm actually currently wearing flip flops with socks. That's that's actually cool now. It's not, is it? That's, it is. If you wear white socks, like Nike socks, white ones, mine are grey. With oh no, grey Nike. Yeah, socks. that's that is quite. Yeah, you could pull it off. Grey Nike socks with Nike sandals on. Have you got golf pants on right now? By the way, no jeans. Okay, it looks from here like you got. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> the grey jeans. I thought you'd gone the full kit. <laughs> um, so I think it's about time we went through a couple of the habits that we've got. So. We introduced this last week, did we, Rick, I think? Was it last superstitions. week? Superstitions. Yeah, superstitions and habits. I think it was last week. Um, so every week we're going to read out one or two of these weird golf habits, golf superstitions. And if you want yours to be read out live on air, then send us an email. Again, it's podcast, <laughs> podcast at rickshields.com. Um, we've got one that's simple and short that I just liked and one that's a bit longer. The short one was from Davey. And it literally just says... There's no high or anything. It just says, I enjoy having a cigar while playing golf. I play the first two holes, then on the third tee, I go to a bag and light up the cigar before teeing off. <laughs> and that was that it. it? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and it was that short, I just thought, I actually like that. It was just so, there was no reason why, nothing, no logic. I love that. But he does that. I love so I thought, fair dues. The next one we've got is a bit longer from James. I think, just a says, quick one, I, have I feel two. like he's one of those ones as well. He'll have a cigar. And he'll keep it sly on the golf course, and his wife will just never know. Like, Absolutely agree he's, he's with that. Proper, yeah. He's a proper, sly cigar smoker. Go on, next they one. stay with a lighter in his golf bag yeah, yeah, at yeah, all yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. Every now and again, when his wife's out shopping, he'll nip into the back garden and have one. But he's a bit anxious because any minute she could come back. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. Yeah, fair dues. Right. Anyway, James has said, "I have two. Uh, so I'm just checking my levels because <laughs> last week I." Li- yeah, I listened back to the podcast last week, Rick, um, and my audio wasn't amazing, so obviously not doing it in the studio like we normally do. So if anyone's listening and the audio isn't perfect, it will be better when life is a bit more normal. Yes. So I'm just covering my back there. Um, so James says, I have two. On the way to the course, I have a few positive songs to get me in the mood. The recent two are Father and Son with the lyrics, just relax, take it easy, take your time, think a lot. <laughs> nice. Reminds me to rush, to, to not rush and take my time. <laughs> Okay, that's fair enough. His second one I listens to is The World's Greatest. He's just put self-explanatory. Um, that's fair enough. I also have a lucky ball marker. It's a five-franc coin that my granddad used to use before he passed away. I'll hold it when I walk into a tough shot and kiss it while visualising my shot. Nice. I feel like he's watching over me. My granddad was a big influence for me getting into golf and it relaxes me uh, feeling like he's there. In fact, I lent it to my dad last month and I struggled without it. When I got back, I scored forty-seven points and was cut to five. It was cut five shots. The pleasure. So that's quite nice, isn't it? That's having really a, nice. a ball marker that reminds me of his granddad and that's helped him to shoot some good scores. That is very, very touching. Was the, was the world greatest song? Was that not in Space Jam with Michael Jordan? No, it was off. Was it the Muhammad Ali film? I'm sure it was off. Of was film. it R. Kelly? It was R. Kelly. Was it? Um, Feels like it was off a, a sport, a sports film of some description. I think it was. Are you googling it? The I'm googling it now, and it'll, I'm sure it was off um, the Muhammad Ali song, not song, uh, movie. 
and where I work um, as well. I feel like I'm taking quite a while to find it. Uh, oh yeah, it was. Oh, no, yeah, I don't from, know. Yeah, from the film Ali, you're right. The world's greatest is yeah. a song written and produced by R&B singer R. Kelly, and the song was originally featured on the soundtrack to the film Ali. So if you came here for golf, <laughs> then that's some information. Um, so next one, Rick, we have got a nightmare. Everyone, everyone <laughs> listening today, that should be their challenge to somehow put what we've just said into a conversation with, with a family member, a work colleague, whatever. Did, did you know the song World's Greatest from <laughs> was featured in the film <laughs> Ali? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Um, so we have got a nightmare golf shot and... What I like about this, Rick, is you don't see these until I read them out. Well, you sometimes dip in and out, but I try and keep these to one side so you don't see them. So then I never when see I, I never ever go. When I, I read them out in. on air... I'm sorry for everyone that listens to the emails to the podcast email. I never log into the podcast email. Well, that's probably a good thing because we're all addressed hi, guy. Um, <laughs> no, that's why I don't. <laughs> um, so it's quite a long one, but hopefully you'll enjoy the ride, Rick. So it's from Alan. And it says, hi, Guy and Rick, in the requested order. So straight away, he, he did that because he knew that if you put my name first, there was a good chance to get uh, read out on the podcast. And that's happened. So well done. Um, firstly, can I say what a great job you're both doing in cheering up the golfing nation. Nice. Um, times are tough at the minute and your videos and podcasts are a highlight of my week. Please keep them coming. Well, the good news, Alan, is you're going to get about three YouTube videos a week between 7 and 14 Facebook videos a week and one podcast every week until we get bored of it and sack it off. (laughs) (laughs) Until we both decide to uh, become Instagram influencers in another genre. Exactly. (laughs) Until until I manage guys... Guy, until I become guys' brand manager for his Instagram. (laughs) That would be absolutely brilliant. Castles all over the UK. (laughs) Um, So, this is his nightmare golf shot. It's a freezing winter's day in Worksop, which this is he's not said this, but that's where Lee Westwood's from, I think. I always yeah, no, it's a I place always, I've never really heard of. Yeah. Bar Lee Westwood. Yeah, no, that's the um, same, same with me. Um the ground is frozen, the ponds have a thick layer of ice on top, um, and players are scarce, the golf course is empty. The kind of day we can see your breath and you need winter mitts. It was proper cold, he said. My brother and I were having one of our irregular outings at Kilton Forest Golf Club. I'm a regular player, but he's more of a fisherman and only plays a few times a year. Um, We had a mixed bag of quality, mainly poor, but the odd bit of hope, um, and we approached the 12th tee. The 12th is a short par three over a small pond, which on this day was heavily frozen. I stepped up to my tee shot and hit the shot of the round, the one that you think, think about when you get to bed that night this was a wedge over the water that pitched on the right edge and released up and eventually stopped about four foot from the pin if i had a bit it had a bit of check too it was job done i thought it was an amazing golf shot i turned to my brother chest out proud and said beat that (laughs) (laughs) let's say i had a rather large grin on my face and it was pretty clear that i thought i wonder what you're gonna say there (laughs) I had a pretty large. Um, <laughs> I made it pretty clear that I thought this was something he wasn't capable of matching. Again, he's not really a big golfer; he's more a fisherman. Um, as he put his ball, but the, the idea of him putting his ball inside mine was ridiculous. But but what do I know? He teed up and hit his ball. Um, he topped it massively. Sorry, I'm, I'm losing track here. <laughs> I'm not reading this email very well. Um, 
So he topped it massively, and ordinarily this would have resulted in playing his next shot just a few yards in, fo- in front of him. Like, he's topped it across the floor, he's gone nowhere. Um, but it hit the pond, it bounced over the pond, up a bank, across the far bank, onto the front edge of the green towards the flag, and ended up right next to mine. But critically, his was an inch closer. Oh. All of my previous comments came back to bite me. It made no difference that I sank the putt for a birdie and he missed. You just wanted to get that or, <laughs> or that my shot was by far the better quality-wise. What actually mattered was that a bro's ball ended up inside of mine and it allowed him to remind me of this day many, many times since. And this is what this is what got me. This is what, I think I've detailed this bit so far, right? Yeah, really good. He said, <laughs> and this was in about 1996. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought this was like a year ago. It was in 1996. Oh, my God. Um, we don't play golf very often anymore. But that doesn't stop this story being given out. Every family gathering, every party, every time with my brother we talk about it. Stay safe, boys, and I'll keep listening and keep watching. I love that. That is a great one, that. <laughs> I like how that's, that's the best bit. So it's like 24 years ago, and he still remembers it so vividly. Yeah, that was what I liked about it. I was still in I primary school. That. I would have been five. So it looks like we're appealing to the slightly older demographic as well. Yeah, good. <laughs> tick. As well as the young TikTok generation. Exactly, exactly. Um, there was one, actually, guy, and I need to find it, but I'm on FaceTime with you. I don't know how I'm going to find it. Last week, you put a post on when the podcast went live, and you promised someone a shout-out if they commented on the post. Yes. Now, <clears throat> let me just see if I can come off FaceTime. Are you still there? Yeah, you pause, but Great. well, I'll tell you what then. Should I um, I've got a really good read? One. I've got a quick follow up from last week's episode. I've got two actually. Um, so if you remember, Rick, last week guy, somebody had asked. Good. Somebody had asked you a question about how to kind of approach golf after lockdown, and remember we then discussed that actually for some people that little layoff might be a good thing that they might have had a bit of time to appreciate golf and actually just enjoy it and play better. Correct. Um, well, we had an email from Tom who said, hi guys, on today's podcast, which was obviously last week's now, uh, you were talking about how people might actually get better at golf after lockdown, and you're spot on. Before lockdown, I had never broke 90, and normally shoot about 100 every time I play. Um, however, now that we're not allowed to play after a few weeks off, um, I can only watch golf and watch you- well, watch golf on YouTube. Um, I've now got back out the course, on the golf course, and for the first time last Monday, I broke 90. Nice. With well, a round of 89. Good um, work. And then just four days later, playing at the, the, the he went on eight over par, um, and that's the golf course that has the longest hole in England, by the way. And I made a par on it. Um, so thanks for all the content you've helped me get my score down. And he follows Rick on all his social media platforms. So Perfect. thanks, Tom. That's why you end up shooting under ninety. Exactly. That golf course in is it Birmingham way? I I really want to do a video there. That longest hole. Let's do it. I think it'd be good. It's like 666 yards past six. So I think it's the longest official hole in either England or the UK. But there's there's ones, where's, where's that? There's a past seven somewhere. Can't quite remember. It is somewhere like China. And it's past oh, seven. Oh, yeah, I think seven, it is China. 723 yards or something daft. Well, weirdly, <clears throat> I don't know if this is, I oh, know it's not, <laughs> Tommy's called Scott. Um, I want to give a shout out to Scott.com. 
hillhouse.5. So he commented on something. Um, he commented on the post we put on Instagram last week, and we said we'd do a shout-out if you commented. Well, this guy I'm going to give you a shout-out for, because he, he named a superstition that I forgot I used to do religiously when I was a kid. And he says, I never walk through the two markers on the tee. I always go around the side, and that's for no particular reason, just for my routine. <clears throat> and That's interesting. I Honestly... I read that, I thought, oh my God, when I was a kid, I would never, ever walk through the two markers, ever. I would always get my bag, and even if I, I always carried when I was a kid, obviously you can walk over the T, I would always walk around the T markers, I'd never walk through the T markers. Do you think that was because you want to damage them, or just a weird habit? I don't know, I, I felt like it was more like superstition, I, don't, I mean, maybe someone, when I was really, really young, when I first started telling me, like when I first started playing golf said don't walk through the markers but um, I just remember seeing it I was like I used to do that that's crazy he he says that I'd love to remember all of the superstitions I've had growing up because I I used to have loads like I really did and some some lasted a couple of weeks some lasted years Um, whether any of them actually made a difference I I doubt it (laughs) at all I don't think they do If it wasn't for those superstitions, I wouldn't be here today. What if you had more superstitions? You might go on tour. That's that is very very true. That is very true. Have we got any questions, guys? Um, I've got just a couple. Well, actually, I've got what have we got here? I've got two listeners of the week this week, um, which I think we should read out because they're quite different, but both really worthy. Um, so, listener of the week again. If you if you're new or um, you want to be listener of the week and you want to know how to do it, it's really simple. Again, email us, which is podcast at rickshields.com. There's a certain set of criteria. Now, weirdly, Rick, one of our listeners of the week has done all the criteria, hence why they are listener of the week. One of them hasn't appeared to have done so, but they've still... Yeah, I know, but it was a good email. So to be listener of the week, um, ideally... Well, not ideally, really, you need to... There's no rules, but you need to subscribe to the podcast, follow on Instagram, subscribe to (laughs) the YouTube channel, do all that good stuff. Address your email, Um, Guy and Rick. But one of the, before I get on to that, though, Rick, one of the most rewarding things of life in life. I mean, I know obviously you're a married man, so you've you've had that amazing day. You've had three amazing children. You've got a good career. All these things. But for me, one of the most rewarding things in life is passing a podcast to somebody, a friend, and then hearing them say back to you, "Oh, that podcast is good, isn't it?" There's nothing better than that. It's absolutely great. So if you well, like if this you'd podcast... You'd be saying that if you'd have got married last Saturday. <laughs> maybe not. But if you like this podcast, or you think it's all right and just listen to it once a week, give it to a friend, pass it on WhatsApp, on Messenger, or the old-fashioned word of mouth, or, or write a letter. letter. Imagine. Send a letter on the same <laughs> wavelength there with a quill and some ink. Post it. Imagine writing a letter to someone telling them to listen to the podcast. If you write, right, this is a, right, I've got one for you now. If you you write a letter, if someone writes a letter and takes a photo of it and then emails us that photo, we've got to get them something. I I think the first person to do it. On the outside of the envelope as well, because think about it. If that, yeah, you might be posting a letter from A to B. I might be posting it to someone down in London, let's say, or someone across the, uh, hey, why not go transatlantic? Post it to someone in a different country. Think about how many people will see that envelope. You have to write on the envelope itself, on the back, so it's not going to be ah, okay. listen to yeah. the Rick Shields podcast. 
so that when you send that letter and it goes through to the post box and post office and the couriers read through it and the postman gets it and whatever it is, you, you're maximizing the possibility of, of, of promotion for the Rick Shields podcast. Because that's the thing, you've got now 300,000 followers on Instagram, but yeah, if two post people see that around the back of the letter, that's two more potential listeners. It's very powerful. Those listeners turn into followers of the Instagram, get us on, subscribe to us on YouTube, and suddenly we're we're at a million subscribers. So the first person to do that, to send us evidence that they've done it, will not only go down to legend on the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, but can also have a prize, let's say up to the price of £50 in value, Rick. Does yeah, that that's sound that's doable? Fair. Okay, great. So there you go. <laughs> um, so the first listener of the week is Michael Witt. Um, he's put, hi, Guy and Rick. I want to reach out to say um, thanks for all the incredible content that Rick puts out there. I'm a self-described golf addict and love all the content, the podcast, the videos, the tweets, etc. I discovered you fairly, fairly recently on Facebook um, and I watched a few videos on Facebook in January of this year and was instantly hooked. Um, at first, I was watching to get tips on the golf course, which were incredibly helpful. So that's actually a way that you get a lot of um, new people come in, Rick, isn't it? They'll find, they'll search for how to fix a slice yeah. or whatever it might Tip, be. Tips and really then they do up... bring a lot of people in. Yeah, exactly. Um, he said, unfortunately, due to coronavirus, I was actually in quarantine and separated from a wife and two young sons for three weeks in March. It was honestly March. a pretty dark time in my life. Uh, and the biggest thing that got me through was your YouTube channel. I think I've nearly watched every video going back to the beardless days. So, again, please accept a heartfelt thank you from a loyal listener in the US. Also, when the world returns to normal, if you'd ever like to play golf in the Pebble Beach area, I would love to host you. So, partly why Michael Witt is listener of the week is because it was a great email. Partly is because we could get on Pebble Beach with him. Notice how he said Pebble Beach area. Let's not. Let's not. True. You know it might. Hey, listen. I'm not not doubting any golf course in Pebble Beach, but let's not. Let's get written confirmation that is the actual Pebble Beach links before we are uh, Pebble Beach links before we actually uh, commit to anything. Oh, I mean that's awful. The fact you were away from your family for so long um, uh, must have been horrendous. But thanks so much for listening, watching the videos, and getting involved and sending a really nice email. Very worthy winner. It was. Very worthy listener of the week. Well, then, the other one we've got is going to be more of a VIP listener of the week. So if you remember the good old days when Ed Brown was involved, you know, long-time listeners of the podcast will know Ed Brown. Um, He went down in history, and then for no reason whatsoever, we decided we don't like him anymore, haven't we, Rick? (laughs) (laughs) We do, really. We like Ed. Um, But this week's new version of Ed Brown is Sam Cox. Okay. So Sam got in touch and he's done all the right things. We've sent a screenshots of him following your Instagram, subscribing to the YouTube channel. He subscribes to the podcast. He's done everything he needs to do. He's even yeah. said in it, which I really, really like, it would mean a lot to me if I give you the new Ed Brown. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> and if Rick could follow me on Instagram. So I think Ooh, you need to sort out Rick and maybe quite, follow him. He's a, he's a young guy. He's 14, but plays off 10. Nice. So he must be a tidy, tidy player. Um, and he's on Instagram, obviously, that's why he wants you to follow him. And he also said, I'm debating getting Facebook just for the Facebook group. Oh, that's pretty... That's, so, that's Sam Cox, 14, you are a listener old, of the week. The 14-year-olds not have Facebook anymore. Not in this case, no. I think it's probably more... On, just go straight onto Snapchat and TikTok. Well, think about it, right. Facebook, most people got in like 07. Between 07 and 2010, let's just say. That was the real yeah, Facebook yeah. era. But now you can't imagine. Like you don't. You wouldn't 
people don't really use Facebook the same anymore. It's more to watch stuff, isn't it? It's more to consume than to post. So if you're like 10, sorry, if you're 14 now, how old would you have been in 2007? Um, it would have been one. Oh my word. Oh my, what That's outrageous. No, yeah, he, he, would, have been he would have. 13 years. You know what's ma- oh is his whole life Facebook's been a thing. So that's why he's not on. It's like saying to me, have you got a um, gramophone and a cassette player? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the iTunes generation. That's, that's mad. I must admit, heck? though, it was only a year ago. I wasn't bothered about Facebook at all. Like, from a, even using it for my personal self, I mean, for business now, it's one of the, the strongest tools that we've di- discovered it to be. Uh, but yeah, Sam, if you want to enjoy, if you want to get into Facebook, you don't have to friend anyone. Just log in, like the Rick Shields Facebook page, and also uh, join the Rick Shields podcast group. Then that would, if you do those two, here's my promise. If you do those two, and now I feel like I'm kind of blackmailing him into this. I'll give you a follow <laughs> either way on Instagram. And if you do it, then that'll just make my day. In the next 60 seconds, Rick, can you sell me the Facebook group? Why people should join it? It is a group with like-minded golfers and some non-golfers from around the world who all share the same interest in the love of golf, podcasts, Rick Shields, what's (laughs) in the bags, funny memes, and all things Tiger Woods. True. It's free to do. actually had. It's free to do. And we are nearly, are we over 20,000 followers now? It's getting close. Well, the, um, the only thing I just want to make sure everyone's very clear of, the Rick Shields Facebook page is the page where everything goes on. That's my own page, the one with the blue tick. It's 390,000 followers we've got on there now. Flying like crazy. Every video gets like hundreds of thousands of views, if not millions, which is amazing. And on the back of that, there's a Rick Shields podcast group, which solely was to do with podcast listeners, but it's kind of stemmed out into uh, anybody really joins it, but hopefully they will start to listen to the podcast if they have joined it late. Correct. Um, we've got 19,955 members on that. And if everyone could listen to the podcast that's on it every week, that would be that would be good. Um so yeah sounded really sad then if you could just listen to it that'd be great um right tomorrow we film again i'm excited about it i'm going to test new driver and get that video out this week also i'm going to test some golf balls which are incredibly popular on amazon don't want to give it too much away and also we're filming with (laughs) (laughs) we're filming with a guest this week and he is one of our favorite guests in the world and believe me when i say you would not mess with him for one second No, he wouldn't. Who would win a fight? <laughs> Who would win a fight between him and Eddie Hall? Um, I'm going to go with Eddie Hall. But if you ask me, anybody else in the country that I know versus this person, I think this person would win. So, so fight. Eddie Hall's just <clears throat> yeah. All right then, you and Pete versus this person. <laughs> no, it's, so let me let me set the scenario. Let me let me set the scenario you first. Me, you then. and me versus that person, we'd get battered. Yeah, it's true. What about... But what I like about him, from what I've seen, that's not his mantra to be aggressive. Absolutely not. He's absolutely not. To talk if you about could a pick gentle one... giant without giving too much away, 
he is the definition. That, yeah. Does that give it away? Should we say what it is? We're filming. Let's just say because the podcast with the tallest golfer in the world again, Paul Sturgis, our friend who's seven foot seven and a half inches. We need to double check if he's grown since last time we filmed with him, which was two years ago. Now we filmed with him. Um, was it? Yeah. Wow. So we're filming with with tall Paul or tiny, as he's known to his friends, ironically. Um, and we're filming a video which should be very, very interesting. I think one that you definitely need to watch, and it should be out in the next coming weeks. If it doesn't get to a million views, yes. I'd be absolutely shocked and amazed. Yeah, because it's we're not, we're not going to give the video away because we're actually we're, we've got a few to ideas. Fair, we're not fair, officially who, nailed. Who else, it. who else can actually do it? <laughs> Nobody can copy it. Can they? Well, no way. I don't want to give it away because the video idea we've got in mind for if whatever reason that one doesn't happen, it ends up being another one. Yeah, People yeah. might be like, "Oh, the other one sounded better," but um, it's gonna yeah, be it's going to be good. It's going to be something that you'll see. And the, the the good thing with it is golfers will want to watch it for sure. But non-golfers that see it will also want to watch it because it's because um, it. he's so. What what I love about so Paul tall. is he's a proper. <laughs> he's so tall. He's so sound. You know what? Like the best thing that his name rhymes with tall. The only thing I'm upset with him is, and I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this to his face. I absolutely won't say it to his face. But I was going to say that um, he was going to start a YouTube channel, wasn't he, when we were last with him? He was. And I came up with a name, actually, of Tall Paul Vlogs, which he made. So if you do see it, give him a subscribe. Why not? But he's not really uploaded much. And I understand why, because maybe he's busy anyway, but he's that tall and also such a good personality. Anything he does, I would watch. Yeah. I'd watch him. Sounds ridiculous going by a pair of shoes. Yeah, I'd watch we, him at the I, driving range. We need, to, we need to get him back in gear with his with his YouTube. I think if he did it, it would... He, he could be he, massive. He would overtake us in about six months, which would be annoying, but I think it would be well worth it. Because I would watch, like say, Tall Paul do anything. I really would. Imagine going to... Sounds ridiculous going to McDonald's. I know. I'd watch that. How many nuggets can he eat? Oh, a thousand. <laughs> anyway. <And> on that <laughs> note <laughs> guys thanks so much for listening um, we'll be back next week and that's everything you need to know for this week's podcast that's can I start working now Rick it's Sunday night yeah <laughs> I'm very impressed with you here 9pm Sunday and you're still grinding right you can clock off guy everyone else can clock off or clock in if they're going to work and we shall see you all very soon bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.